It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode of Gators Breakdown is brought to you by MyBookie. Use promo code GATORS on a deposit of $500 or more, and you can claim a bonus of up to $200. Visit MyBookie.ag for more details. This episode of Gators Breakdown is also brought to you by Shark Coatings. Get a different kind of gift this holiday season. Visit SharkFloorCoatings.com when you need professional floor coating services done right the first time. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Coming at you not long after Oregon State defeat Florida 30 the 3 and about as uninspiring inexcusable in some ways, embarrassing in some ways, 30-3 to loss to the Oregon State Beavers. And we'll get into it. We'll go through the game a bit, as ugly as it was. That helps tell the story of this game. Uh, and then a little bit of big picture. We got time for that, though. Um, but this will be all right on the heels of the game, kind of going back and looking at the game. Of course, some of the storylines from the season kind of tie in. Uh, to what happened in this game, but man, that was ugly. Uh, I would like to say uh, we could see something like this coming. Um, it's not totally surprising. Now, I guess let me put it that way. Did I expect it? No, I, I did not. Um, but of course, I guess you go back and look at it. There are reasons that this could happen. Of course, you uh, change quarterbacks. You're missing your best player in your offensive lineman in Osiris Torrance. All the changes, all the guys leaving the program, and look, that has been a storyline we've talked about the last couple of weeks with this ball game. But man, that was uh, that was even uglier uh, than I expected. I expected Oregon State to win this game. I picked Oregon State to win this game, uh, but not like that. Uh, and that was that, that was about as bad as it could be. Uh, a lot of things kind of culminated that we had seen throughout this season, and that's what we got in Las Vegas. The team didn't look prepared. The team did not look ready. And that's not to take anything away from Oregon State. I think we kind of knew coming into this game they would be ready uh, to play. And it was going to be Florida's job to go be ready, get prepared for this game. And they, they, they were not. Uh, 
Uh, so, man, that was uh, that was ugly. I know this leaves a lot of questions for the future uh, in Billy Napier's first season. Um, but, you know, I, I can't tell you how to feel uh, on this one. <laughs> That's uh, and what it means, big picture, long picture. I know the first seasons can bring a whole lot of unexpected turns and frustrations. And look, I'll go back to it. I picked Florida nine and three. The beginning of the season, now, that looks absolutely uh, foolish <laughs> of me, uh, but I was not going to be surprised of first year up and downs, and there, there were a lot of downs uh, this season when it was all said and done uh, for the Gators. Definitely ending uh, this season right here with a 30-3 to loss to Oregon State in the bowl game. Florida falls to 6-7 and seven on the season, and it is the first time since 1978-1979 that the Gators – have back-to-back losing seasons. So, woo, that one was ugly. We'll get into it. Everybody, I know you don't like the results, but hit that like button. That helps me out. Coming right here uh, on Gators Breakdown on YouTube version. If you're watching live, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. You may not like the result. You may not like the subject matter. Uh, but, you know, you like that. So we can sit here. We talk Gators. Day in, day out, week in, week out, game in, game out. That's what we do uh, right here. So um, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Gators Breakdown Plus uh, right now, the Discord server. I know it's, uh, it's lit up uh, right now. Uh, some good, some bad, probably some taken too far. Maybe when we look at it, hopefully. Uh, but a lot of conversation going on there. Uh, on Gators Breakdown Plus in that Discord. If you want to talk to some fellow Gator fans, keep the conversation going. Of course, a big week coming up with early signing day. A lot of conversation, a lot of content right there at Gators Breakdown Plus. So, all right, let's get into it uh, right here for the Gators. Let's go through the line, uh, through the game. Of course, Gators start with the ball first, three and out on the first drive. Uh, and that was going to be an indication of how this game would go uh, very first play, Pierce saw nowhere to run, you know, tried to uh, get him involved early. Uh, and then Oregon State drops a pick uh, on the second play of the game. And then Caleb Douglas drops a third down pass. Would have been shorter anyway, uh, if not for the drop. But Gators go three and out, first drive. Oregon State gets the ball. Uh, and about the only time Florida would get to the quarterback, pressure the quarterback, a big sack by Princely on second down uh, on the Beavers' first drive. And said in the preview, you know, if you get – in position, much like, you know, not not like the Florida State game, not like Tennessee and Hendon Hooker, not like other quarterbacks Florida has faced this season uh, when a quarterback drops back the pass and you get to him and he somehow squirts away. Uh, not, not this time, you know, and that's not what, that's what was not going to be the case here uh, for, for, um, uh, for, for Oregon State, of course. So uh, you get to him, Princeton gets to him for the big hit, and hey, the Beavers go three and out. And then a big punt for Oregon State. Florida has to start at their own 10-yard line, and they would put some plays together here the next couple of drives. That would be about it for the rest of the game uh, for, for, for the most part. And right here, Gators start at their own 10, get a first and five after offsides on Oregon State. Uh, later, third and five goes for a 10 on a slant to Pearsall. Your slants eh, not been there for a lot of times uh, this year, uh, but uh, a little bit of uh, – 
Something we hadn't seen, uh, I guess, much this year was uh, the, the slant pass that fell incomplete over and over again this season. Now uh, you saw Jack Miller hit one uh, to Pearsall uh, in, in this game. Uh, first down Gators. Uh, another first down as Miller finds ETN for nine yards on the second and eight. Uh, very next play, Miller finds Pearsall for 19 across the field. Uh, would be one of his best throws of the game. Uh, the Gators, here we go. Uh, at the 36 and driving. Get to a third and six. Cam Waits making his first start. Gets called for a false start. Now it's third and 11. Another false start. This time by center Kingsley Eggleton. Now third and 16 from the Gators from the Oregon State 42. Pass goes for seven yards to Jonathan Odom. 52-yard field goal missed. Still scoreless. But this goes to the point, as I said, we can go through the game because there's a storyline here and... Where did all these penalties and undisciplined play come from at the end of the season? And it's been the last three games versus Vanderbilt, Florida State, and now the bowl game versus Oregon State. And Florida was riding a wave of momentum versus South Carolina. And for whatever reason, the bottom falls out on penalties. The bottom falls out on discipline. Bottom falls out on mental errors and mistakes. Florida had some time off. Maybe to clean those things. That this team, that there's one part. Look, I, let me go to one part too. This was a bowl game. How much can you want it? How much do you want to take of it away from it? How much can you take away from it? How much do you want? It? All that comes into play. You know, it is a bowl game. I don't think much of it is expected from not the Gator team in the mold that we saw much of this year as far as players go. But at least preparation, at least uh, the mental side of it, of being ready to go play a game. It, the things that we saw that we kept pointing to versus Vanderbilt. And this wasn't just penalties. It's the timing of the penalties. Florida strung some plays together, crossed midfield, and would just fall apart, collapse. That wouldn't be the last time we'd see a penalty like that. For the Gators' offense, and it continued to the Gator defense later on as well. But Gators missed a field goal. Penalties backed them up. It was a 52-yard field goal. Missed. 0-0. Then Oregon State hits their first big play of the game for a first down. A 36-yard pass goes down to the Florida 19. Uh, and then running back Damian Martinez goes down the very next play for Oregon State. And he's, he's been their best player uh, pretty much at least the second half of the year. And they go and put up 30 points on this Florida defense pretty much without their best player. One of their best players. Let me put it, I haven't watched enough of them in the last couple of weeks, but going through the preview, watching them a little bit in the pack, you know, late Pac-12 games, he was a guy you had to watch. He's a guy that's been on strong. He goes down early in the game. They don't have one of their best players for the rest of the game. Didn't hurt him at all. Oregon State scores three plays later. Tyon Lindsey sweep around the left edge. No one home for Florida. 7-0 Beavers. First play of the Gators drive. Miller finds Ty Bowman 15. So you get to a third and two later. First big gain is Montreal Johnson goes for 14. Gators ground game just could not get going. That was evident early on. Uh, this, as I mentioned, this third and two that Montreal Johnson goes for 14 was about it in the Gators' run game as far as the running backs go. This offensive line without um, Osiris Torrance was ugly 
I mean, it's two out of the last three games. You had him versus Vanderbilt, but two of the last three games will just get a ground game. As good as they have been at times this year, looked nowhere. Nowhere like we had seen at times this year that you could lean on the ground game. But you did have the one big run right there. Gators get down to the Beavers 38. And that's the end of the first quarter. 7-0 Oregon State at that time. Gators driving again. Back-to-back drives here. Jack Miller had started 0-3. Then he goes 6-for-6 on his next 6. So he's like, you know, he's 6-of-9 at that point. Wouldn't do much after that. First play of second quarter. Coming out of the quarter break. Another false start. Once again, you cross the 50, you get in the scoring range, and another false start. Sets up a third and 11 a few plays later. Miller has to scramble for four, fourth and eight. Gators going for it. Oregon State brings the heat. The pass to Frazier falls incomplete. Another drive where a penalty derails it. Continuing the late-season surge of penalties for Florida. Continuing the late-season mental mistakes of this team. Oregon State takes over their own 31. They switch quarterbacks here. Uh, Penalty takes it back to the 36. Later sets up a third and nine after a big hit by Justice Boone as he um, drops back on a play. uh, Three and out for the Beavers. Uh, So, Gators trying to stay in it here. Florida takes over at their own 12. Gets the third and nine. Only a four-yard scramble for Miller. He had all day to throw. We didn't see a replay on that, so I'm assuming coverage was good for Oregon State or Miller just didn't see. Uh, if there was a guy open, he has to leave the pocket. Nothing happens. Uh, after the punt, Oregon State takes over their own 32. First play, offsides for Florida. So sets up a first and five <laughs> for Oregon State. Another penalty for the Gators. Uh, um, is still in uh, at quarterback after uh, replacing Gobranson on the first or on the previous drive. Uh, after a first down for Oregon State, Oregon State fumbles a snap, then lost a 12 after Wingo makes the tackle. So it sets up a third and 12, a couple plays later. And of course, the Gators will call for pass interference. Jadarius Perkins with an inexcusable penalty as the ball was unlikely to be caught. The throw wasn't on target, but Perkins gets there early, Gets called for pass interference. Another costly penalty, this time on the defense. But once again, this was third down. You were getting off the field. You didn't have to get there early. You didn't have to go interfere with the receiver. So another time, just the timing of a penalty. Very next play, Oregon State, Fenwick runs 29 yards down to the Gators 13. Florida gets another third and six right here at the Florida nine. Jaden Hill, Rashad Torrance come in, make a tackle just short of the stick. Sets up a fourth and one. Oregon State, penalty. Now it's fourth and six. They kick a field goal, 10-0. Now penalty ends up hurting Oregon State there. Gators need to get something before halftime. And how many times have we said that? Talking about storylines throughout the season. Talking about recent struggles for this Gators team. Needing something before halftime. Game's kind of not going your way. But 
the chance to salvage something, you had to give the ball to or you you uh you started the first you started the game with the ball. Oregon State's gonna get the ball after halftime. You've got to go put up some points. Gators need something before halftime. 425 left in the first half. First and ten at the 25. Montreal Johnson, one yard loss. Miller sacked by former Gator Andrew Chatfield on second and eleven. Third and twenty-one now. Johnson run goes for nothing. Not taking any chances on third and 21. Okay, I understand that. You know, that's just what happens. Gators go three and out when absolutely needing points. This continuation of not being able to do anything, going into halftime, coming out of halftime, that continued here too. But I just, granted, as I said, this one is hard to judge. There's so much change going on with the team. I mean, if, if Anthony Richardson was having trouble at quarterback, put together drives before halftime when Florida needed points, it wasn't automatically going to start fixing itself here. Especially when Florida can't run the ball. And they started this drive trying to run the ball. So as I said in the preview, and I, you know, like I'm not breaking any news, and you guys know it too. You, you, I'm sure you guys had this thought too. Florida needed the run game in this. Jack Miller was not going to win this game by putting it on his shoulders. Was just not. There was no way that was going to happen. So if you got the run game that we had seen at times this year, okay, Florida was going to stand a chance in this game. But once Florida couldn't get the ground game going, my my confidence in trying to get in this game, it was ten. Well, I'll get it. Ten nothing at halftime felt like it was thirty to nothing because Florida. If, if Florida wasn't running the ball, they were not getting back in this game. But once again, just completely fall over themselves right before halftime. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So Oregon State gets the ball. Take over at their own 15, 243 left in the first half. Gators call a timeout with 202 left once they uh, got to a third and one situation. In Oregon State, they try trick play. It was covered. But they run and get it anyway. <laughs> so that is another example of, hey, there you go. It was just going to happen this game. Then very next play goes for 16. They get another first down. Down to the Florida 44. Eventually gets down to the 15. Sets up an easier field goal, but it's blocked. Special teams show up for the Gators here, keeping them in this game. Jordan Young blocks the field goal. Derek Wingo takes it near midfield. There's a penalty. Um, doesn't really matter. That ends the first half. 10-0 Oregon State. As I said, it felt like it was 30 to nothing just because of what Florida's offense was not able to do. And what do I mean by that? I'm going to throw up the first half stats. Putrid. Ugly. First quarter, Florida had 91 yards. Remember, we said they were driving. They would get past midfield, but penalties would derail the drives. But 23 yards rushing in the first quarter. That was not going to get it done. As I said, Jack Miller was 6 of 9 at one point. But then go to the second quarter right here. Look at that. Two 
total yards in the second quarter. That's inexcusable. I don't care who's that quarterback. I don't care who's playing offensive line. You don't go have just two yards in a quarter. Now, it is tough to take away what this means in, 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 you know, for, for, for Billy Napier in the future, all that. I'm just talking about this game. That's inexcusable. Oh, Florida would only get five yards in the third quarter, by the way. So there was two quarters where Florida had eight combined yards. First half, 10 nothing Oregon State. 185 yards to 93. Florida, 25 rushing yards. 3.4 yards per play. Five penalties in the first half for 35 yards. Was not getting it done there for the Gators, of course. But you still had some hope. It's halftime. You're only down 10 nothing in a game. As I said, in the second quarter, you only have two yards. Never thought I'd see that, by the way. Abysmal performance right there in the second quarter. And that would continue. That would continue into the third quarter. Oregon State drive. They get the ball first. Remember that. So they get they, they get a drive. They get and it gets down to third and one. The Gators defense stands tall with a big time a trading blitz and tackle behind the line of scrimmage for him. So all right. First drive. Hey, the Gators are gonna get off the field. Nope. Special teams rears its head again. You get the tackle behind the line of scrimmage. Fourth, fourth, fourth down, only for the Beavers to run a fake punt for 11 yards. They cross midfield to the Gators, 45. So you get the stop on third down, only for it not to matter. Another special teams issue for the Gators this season. But the Gators do get Oregon State to another third down. This time it's third and five. Oh, hey, here we go, another penalty. Antoine Powell drop, jumps offsides. So now, see, for the offense, you can kind of, I don't want to make excuses, but there was so much change, especially at the quarterback. So you got cadence to worry about. You got calls to worry about. Cameron Waits is there starting. So it's a, a somewhat new look offensive line, just a little bit. Most four out of five starters were playing. So I'm not going to throw that one there. But offense with the quarterback change, you know, timing, cadence, all that stuff. Okay. All right. Maybe, maybe. Limited time to prepare for this one. Okay. I can, if you want to sell me a little, don't get me wrong, I think those penalties are inexcusable because of what we have seen the last couple of games from the Gators as well. It's just a continuation of that. But on defense, nah. And we've seen that they've been part of this bad timing of penalties. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's not really a good time for penalties, especially a high number of penalties, but for Florida... They've been coming on third down. They've been coming on stops. They've been coming just when you know, the in, most inopportune times they absolutely could. Florida got a third and five here. Antron Powell Ryland jumps off sides, gives Oregon State a first down. Two plays later, another penalty. Another inexcusable penalty. This time on Rashad Torrance for a late hit on a sliding quarterback. You know you can't make that hit. And that, one, and that wasn't even close. That wasn't even a questionable. Some of those, some of those are questionable. That's, this one wasn't. Another inexcusable, undisciplined penalty. All that was supposed to be fixed. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that was something uh, as a topic. And 
it looked for the most part that those were those kind of issues like that were fixed. But what happened toward the end of the season? He had just beat South Carolina, and then all of a sudden, all this stuff pops up in the last three games of the season. That's it. it, it I'm flabbergasted by that. I, I, there's no explanation for it. You could say if you lost to South Carolina, then okay, well then you go into the season on a, um, you know, you hang in your head just a bit. But Florida was feeling about as good as they could for themselves after beating Texas A&M, after beating South Carolina, and then all these issues came up. You know, if all these issues had came up after you get a bye week and you lose to Georgia and we started seeing all these penalty issues, undisciplined issues after the Georgia game, okay, I can understand that. But to win at Texas A&M, to win against South Carolina, and then have these type of penalties and this type of up and disciplined play, I don't care if it's a bowl game or not. It's a continuation of what we have seen the last two games. This team was just not mentally prepared to go out there and play a football game. So now the Beavers are at the Florida 12. A few plays later, Gobranson, um, Go I hope I'm saying his name right. I, I've heard it a couple of different ways. Gobranson, hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh, he finds Bolden in the end zone, laser between two Florida defenders. Bolden makes the tough catch. He gets sandwiched, hangs on to the ball. 17 to nothing, Oregon State. And it was just another drive like we saw so many to end the season. Florida shoots themselves in the foot. Gives up some points. So down 17 nothing. Florida takes over their own 19. Miller misses a wide open Caleb Douglas on first down. Then almost throws an interception on the sideline. Then he gets sacked on third and 10. Another three and out. At this point, you could tell Oregon State was feeling some confidence so they could get back and pressure Miller. It wasn't all Miller. I mean, he did not have a whole lot of great protection uh, in this game, but there were some throws right here where he did have the protection, didn't make the throw. So it was just an up-and-down day for the offensive line and pass blocking. But Oregon State seemed to do a really good job of bringing the pressure on third down, the big, the big plays, the important plays. They knew when to bring the pressure, got to Miller, affected him even when they didn't get to him, of course. He, he was never comfortable this game after that six-for-six six stretch. Never got comfortable again. All right, so here we go. Miller gets sacked on third and 10, another three and out, and the Beavers block the punt, or the, you know, Crawshaw has to hurry, takes way too many steps, punts the ball low into his own player. It looked like a block punt at first. Then they go on the show. It was a punt. Uh, right into the back of their own player. Another special teams blunder by Florida. So, that, and, that, and this is what I'm talking about. We can sit here and say, well, it's a bowl game. It doesn't matter. Well, in some ways, that, that's true. I, I, I'll agree with you. Well, I mean, there was, look, the fan base had a heart to believe me. I saw the numbers from the preview and people trying to listen and get ready for this game. I know you weren't excited for this game. The players probably were not either. <laughs> but this was where I'm talking about, you know, yeah. Some of the continuations from this season were special teams. Another one were just inexcusable at times this year. Subpar play way too many times in the special teams department this year. And hey, look, Florida doesn't have a dedicated special teams coach. We know that. That was questioned a good bit when Billy Napier made some of these hires. And boy, I tell you what, they abs- it, it has absolutely come to fruition this season. Florida needs some help there. 
And this game showed it where fake punts for Oregon State goes for conversions. Florida gets a punt blocked. I mean, Florida had their own blocked field goal, but you know, that was about it. So Oregon State, first and goal inside the 10. Gators self-destructing right here. They actually get Oregon State to third and goal at the seven. I mean, Florida kept getting Oregon State in third downs where they could make some plays. But Gilbertson, easy, easy to run into the touchdown or into the end zone for the touchdown. Missed the extra point. 23 nothing Oregon State at that point. Then Florida starts their own next, next drive at their own 29. One first down later leads to a one first down, and then later on leads to a third and 13 sack of Jack Miller. Did get a first down. That was Florida's first since the first, since the first quarter. You're down 23 nothing. Late in the game, you finally get another first down. Punt gets down at the Oregon State one-yard line or two-yard line, puts the Beavers, had two, two Beaver players running at each other. Okay, maybe something big can happen here. Maybe something to turn the momentum late. Doesn't really matter. Oregon State starts to drive at the two-yard line. They go 98 yards. String together some first downs, moving to Florida territory, hit a 23-yard pass to Bolden again, down to the two-yard line, touchdown later, uh, play later. So Oregon State just goes 98 yards. 30 to nothing lead, embarrassing performance right here for the Gators. Gator next drive, Ricky Persall gets involved, 28 yards, and he draws a pass interference. Gators cross midfield. Hey, cross midfield, guess what? False start. Second nine, false start. That goes to second 14 after that. Later on, third and three. Third and three of the Oregon State 22. Guess what? Hey, blow the whistle. Another false start for Florida. That was third and eight from the 27. That sets up a fourth and two. Beavers are in the backfield at the handoff. Beats weights at the snap. I know we were looking forward to seeing him, and he's got some developing still to go. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to make rash judgments on one game. First game, bowl game. All that, yeah. We're not going to make too many rash decisions there. Or rash judgments. Turnover on downs at the Oregon State, 23. Gators still with no points. Gators force a punt. They take over here. Fortunate, Unfortunate first play. Jonathan Odom has a catch and run. He goes down with an injury. Miller finds uh, Bowman for a 38-yard gain down to the six. That eventually goes for another sack of Jack Miller on third and goal from the 14 after a fumble. Fourth and goal from the Gators from the 23. Gators deciding to kick a field goal. The scoring streak stays alive, whatever that means, whatever that's worth for you. That don't mean a whole lot to me. You know, Go for it on fourth down there. I don't care. Gators make the field goal, 30-3. Oregon State wins. Embarrassing performance there for the Gators. Oof, oof, oof. That's the the famous Gators Breakdown Plus reaction. Oof. (laughs) 30-3 Beavers over the Gators. 
in the Las Vegas Bowl. Gators go to Vegas. Hope they had fun during the week because the game itself wasn't fun. Was not fun at all if you're a Gator fan. All right, we'll get into the stats. We'll take a final stat look, but before we do, your favorite athletes always strive to put themselves in a winning position. And it's about time you did too with my bookie. My bookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. Bet on the NFL, all these NFL games, Saturdays, now, Sundays, playoff push is coming up there. It's bowl season, plenty of college football to be betting on. Uh, keep up there at my bookie, get the schedule there. These games played all weird times, all weird days right now. But you can bet at my bookie. Use promo code Gators on a deposit of $500 or more, and you can claim a bonus of up to $200. That is promo code Gators to claim a brand new deposit bonus designed for betters to you know, get their cash in and cash out quick. Experience sports in a whole new light and make this season a winning one. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. You know the goosebumps you get when Florida takes the field? Or when that 63-yard Hail Mary actually works? Or the thrill of a game-winning interception in the end zone? What a rush. You can experience that same rush every day at your home with Shark Coatings. We'll cover your old, ugly concrete with a beautiful industrial concrete coating and a warranty that lasts longer than most careers in professional football. So whether your garage floor is for parking, partying, or working out, Shark Coatings can transform it. And if your pool deck is starting to look like a bulldog, old, cracked, smells like pee, Shark Coatings can transform that too. Shark Coatings is easy to clean, stain resistant, and is 100% antibacterial and antimicrobial. We're easy on the eyes and on the maintenance. Gator Nation is worldwide, and Shark Coatings is based right in the heart of it. So whether you live in Brunswick, Georgia, or Live Oak, Florida, down to Ocala, over to New Smyrna Beach, or anywhere in between, Contact us for a free estimate today. Learn more at sharkfloorcoatings.com. That's sharkfloorcoatings.com. All right. Thanks to our season sponsors there, My Bookie and Shark Coatings, for sponsoring Gators Breakdown this season. Everybody check them out if you have not done so yet. Uh, what you probably don't want to check out, oh, man, these stats right here, <laughs> not pretty for Florida at all. Total yards, 219 for the Gators, 353 for Oregon State. Gators, 180 passing yards there with Jack Miller, 189 for Oregon State. I mean, look, no, Oregon State stats are not going to blow you away uh, there, but let I me mean, look at the rushing yards, 164 to 39. And look, this, this, is, just, this is their game. Uh, if Florida was not going to be able to run the ball, they were going to beat Florida. If Florida was not going to be able to run the ball, Oregon State was going to be able to beat Florida. Hopefully I said that right. Um, but yeah, 39 rushing yards for the Gators. That's not going to cut it. And look, Oregon State had been well-known for their rush defense coming into this game. And it was going to be tough for Florida without Osiris Torrance. Uh, but no, I didn't expect that to go out there and just get 39 yards. Uh, but the biggest storyline for me is just kind of going to the undisciplined, inexcusable penalty count, timing, yardage, 11 Penalties for 82 yards. 24 first downs for Oregon State compared to Florida's 13. Gators go 5 of 14 on third down. Oregon State 7 is 12. Gators also went for fourth down a couple of times, 0 for 2. 65 plays for Oregon State, 55 for Florida. Florida 4 yards a play. Oregon State 5.4. 
Average yards per rush, 1.2 for the Gators. And that counts sacks, of course. So adjusted, only 2.2 for the Gators. 5.1 yards a rush, taking out sacks for Oregon State. And red zone, there you go. Oregon State, six chances, they scored five times. Gators only in the red zone twice. Anytime they got close, penalty, penalty, not ending up in the end zone. Time of possession, I throw that one away. Doesn't really matter. No turnovers. And that's about what you see there with the stats. I mean, you can, stats don't always tell the story of a game, but a couple right here absolutely do. Penalties, third downs, average yards per rush for the Gators. There's your key stats for the game. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Let's take a look at the Gator stats. Yes, I guess we have to. <laughs> Jack Miller, 13 to 22, 180 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, 59% completion percentage. Florida rushing, and of course, this, this, this was where it's bad. Montreal Johnson, 11 carries, 14 yards. ETN, 8 carries, 14 yards. 28 yards between Johnson and ETN. Jack Miller, of course, uh, not 13 attempts. Of course, the sacks come in here, too. Um, so take that, of course, in college football. Have to. 13 attempts, 13 yards. Mickey Pearsall leads the way in receptions. Four catches, 65 yards, along with 28. He was targeted five times. Chacal Bowman, two catches, 53 yards. Caleb Douglas, two for 25. Odom, two of 24. ETN, Johnson, one catch a piece. Frazier's in there with one catch a piece as well. Running backs not doing – that was an angle, I think, of this game where could you get the running backs more involved in the passing game? That did not happen here. Seven different receivers there for the Gators. And on the other side, Oregon State. Goldbranson, Jebbia leading the way. In the passing attack, 12 and 19 for Goldbranson, 165, one touchdown. Jebbia, 5 of 6, 24 yards. Oregon State rushing there, Fenwick, 21 attempts, 107 yards, 5.1 yard average. Coletto had the fake punt, two attempts for 17 yards. But it was Fenwick leading the way there. They had 164 yards rushing, 107 by Fenwick. And then Bolden leads the way for Oregon State receiver. Six catches, 99 yards in the one touchdown. He was targeted nine times. Six different receivers, 17 receptions, 189 yards for Oregon State. 
All right, so there you go. There was your look back at the game. All the ugly stats on Florida's side. And of course, that puts Florida at 6-7 and seven on the season, as I mentioned earlier in the episode. First time the Gators have had losing seasons in back-to-back seasons since 1978-1979. So, with that, here's a look. One more time, we'll go back and look at it. The Gators' schedule so far, or not so far, for the season, 2022 season. Had the season opening win versus Utah, and we were all elated. Thought this thing was getting off to a great start. 29-26 win over Utah. And then the first inexcusable performance was to follow that up versus Kentucky 26-16. Then you had an inexcusable performance versus South Florida the next week. A very bad South Florida team, 31-28. Go to Knoxville, put up a good fight, 38-33 loss to Tennessee. So, there, you know, early in the season, you were 2-2. Two and two. There were things we were pointing at that we were happy about and could see. We knew the defense was still an issue, and there was an inconsistent offense. And that would hang on for most of the season. Back-to-back wins over Eastern Washington and Missouri, setting up a big showdown versus LSU, and all the inconsistency, the bad defense showed up there, 45-35 LSU by week. Jacksonville versus Georgia, 42-20 win for the Dogs. And then, keep going back to it, we were all feeling a little bit better. Yes, we know, Texas A&M, not a great team. 41-24 victory. Gators finally did something where, uh, if they were going to turn the season around, they went and did what they were supposed to do to do that. Went and beat a bad team, played against a bad team, and played well. Then the big win versus South Carolina, that looks even better. And, and then we, I think we go back and look at that game and say, somehow, somehow Florida blows out South Carolina 38-6. And we're feeling good, and then the bottom falls out. Somehow you were, whatever wave of momentum that you were supposed to be riding, after the win versus the Aggies, after the win versus the Gamecocks, the Gators weren't able to build on it at all. Could not build on momentum at any point of the season. It is inexcusable to lose to Vanderbilt. I don't care if it's year one. You don't lose, you don't go to Nashville and lose to Vanderbilt. 31-24. And I probably call myself out a little bit. I'll say, and I say inexcusable. And there are, in year ones, and I've said this, and I've probably said it too many times, in your ones, there are games you're probably not supposed to win that you'll win, and games you're not supposed to lose that you'll lose. Okay, well, that may be played out this year. Florida should not have beat Utah, but they did. Florida should not have lost to Vanderbilt, but they did. So maybe I'll dial back my... I mean, it is inexcusable to lose to Vanderbilt. But as I kind of going back to that point, first years have some inexplicable things happen. And too many for Florida. And then coming into the season, no idea if Florida State was going to be as good as they were. Had your chances in that game. Start off very well on offense. Had some chances to make some plays on defense. But you go to Tallahassee, lose 45-38. And then, of course, right here, losing 30-3 to end the season versus Oregon State. 
So when you look at it, you lost to all your rivals. You lost to Vanderbilt. You got blown out in your bowl game. And look, I'm not going to blame you if that does not scream excitement. It doesn't. Now, what does that mean for the future? I can't tell you how to feel. I can tell you how I feel. Uh, a lot of you probably lost some hope. Believe me, I've seen it. And I've seen the proclamations that Napier won't be the guy based on year one and how it looked at times this season. And speaking of rivals, you see Georgia and FSU and Tennessee and LSU all, all have impressive seasons. And then Florida goes six and seven. Progress was halted. I, we, the schedule's up there. There was some progress being made or what you thought was progress being made, and then somebody tapped the brakes. Screeching tires. Not being able to ride any kind of momentum. So, of course, you know, telling you how to feel, it's all the, where does this go next? I mean, we've had coaches and Jim McElwain have a great first season and not amount to anything. We've had coaches with Dan Mullen having great first seasons and not amount to anything. Now, I'm not saying because the opposites happen here that, all right, well, this is some kind of foundation building and it's all going to be better for it. I don't know. And I don't know if I've ever really said that you know, Billy Napier is going to be the guy to lead Florida back to the promised land. I was like, you know, you hired him because of recruiting, you know, he, he was going to be a good recruiter. That's probably going to kind of fall back a little bit this week. We'll get into early signing day a bit. But of course we know roster building is going to be part of this. Acquiring players, acquiring talent. Billy Napier said it in his opening press conference. Transfer portal, of course, I think will be hit hard now that the Gators will be going back to Gainesville. Recruiting this week, we'll get much clearer picture of that, but I'm not expecting a great close. So I think paired this six and seven season with, unless something changes, not a great close, I'm not going to blame you for not having some excitement about this program. I mean, this is two seasons in a row now where you've losing seasons. One of those, not Mullen's fault. I mean, Napier's fault, going back to Mullen last year. And one where he has to face some blame. Yes, it's first year, and you get some built-in excuses for year one. There's other year one coaches that have had success this year. Previous Gator coaches with some success in year one. It didn't amount to anything. But there's still a, you know, there's still a question of how this is going to turn out. Some of you, based off of year one, you think you've seen enough. You think you've seen enough with a lot of the questionable calls this year and the questionable game management this year. Whether Billy Napier needs an offensive coordinator or not. I'll go there and just quickly, and then we'll get off here a bit. A lot, the whole offseason to talk all these storylines. Billy Napier's not going to hire an offensive coordinator. I don't think he will. He wants to call the plays. I think for the most part, a lot of the plays would be there this year. And can was the consistency there? No. Part of that quarterback, part of that Billy Napier. 
But I'm not saying he can't hire an OC. A lot of this is a head coach being a play caller and how much responsibility he has. This is a new age of college football. There is a lot of responsibility on a head coach. Recruiting, high school recruiting, transfer portal, NIL, traditional bad game recruiting. We know what happens. I'm not going to shy away from that. Learning Florida in year one. Making the transition from the Sun Belt to the SEC. I mean, there's a lot on his plate. He may, if all those things weren't on his plate, and look, he's the head coach. This is the decision he has to make. Maybe there's too much responsibility to be a consistent play caller. Maybe the plays are there, but there's too much going on, too much responsibility for a head coach to put it all together on Saturdays. At the same time, I'm more than willing to see him with his with a different quarterback, his own quarterback. I think that's part of it. But, I mean, we absolutely are going to have to see it next year. I mean, you don't get many opportunities to go look like what Florida looked like this year and then turn around and not have success or more consistent. I mean, the offense was not terrible this year. That's part of it at the same time. We harp on that just a bit because of a defense that made it where they had to score, where they had to put up points. I'm more worried about that side of the ball. And what, what does Florida have to point to on the defensive side of the ball? On the offensive side of the ball, we'll question that a little bit too because of the run game at, at time this year, and can that translate to year two? But I think we're looking for just more consistent quarterback play, and I think we think the coach can help some ways there. But as far as OC talks, if, if he's going to bring an offensive coordinator in, and I'm at the point where if he's going to, it's more for responsibility so he can concentrate on other things and not having to fully formulate the game plan. He'll be involved. He's the head coach. He should be. But the game in, game out, play in, play out, I think if he does go that route, makes that move, I think it's more for responsibility so he can concentrate, be more of the CEO. But I don't think it happens. I think we're going to get another season of Billy Napier calling plays and see what it looks like with another quarterback. But I know that's a point of contention out there. There's this, you know, there's this process of, 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 building a fa- of building a foundation. You know, as, as fans, you'll want to have hope. And I know a lot of you, I've seen it, I hear it, and you're one, have, have lost some of it. Now, completely, I don't know. Some have. Some don't think this gets turned around. We can make all the proclamations. I just, I, I'm not going to sit here and say he fixes it. I'm not going to sit here and say he's not. I don't know. I have no idea. I know year one doesn't tell us for sure, but year one didn't tell us that with Mullen either or McElwain either with the early success. We do get to use revisionist history there. Their great first seasons didn't amount to anything. It didn't, not at all. 
but also Billy Napier struggling in year one doesn't necessarily mean he's building the foundation of a slow build. That's what this is going to be. This is not going to be instantaneous unless you know we see instant impact transfer portal acquisitions. Young guys who played this year make a big jump and some instant impact freshmen, which we'll get into this week in this 23 class. This is certainly not going to be instant. We know that. This is not microwave. This is, uh, this might have to be a smoker. <laughs> we'll see where that goes. But I'm not going to... If the thought is he's not going to do it, in, then I, I, I can't go that far. Now, if you want to question it, by all means, question it. Yeah, this was... As I th- there were too many, with the way the season ended, taking the whole season into account, too, too many, there's a lot of roller coasters there. That happens with first year, but the one, I cannot, there, there, was a le- there was a lot left to be desired, put it that way. And I know I'm going all over the place here uh, with this thought. We got plenty to get into, but the regression at the end of the season And that it coming from nowhere after you should have been feeling good about yourself. Now, I know we look for things to look positive on. We look for little things to feel good about moving forward. As far as on the field, you got some good running backs. We'll see what that looks like with an offensive line that's going to be missing their best player, the team's best player. We all know it starts at quarterback. We got to see who Florida brings in. We know that position can elevate the positions and players around them. That's needed. That's absolutely needed. As for defense, that's the big question. There's not much to point to on that side of the ball. You had six good, six really good quarters in a two-game stretch. That's about it. Created some turnovers this year. That's about it. So, but plenty of time to plenty of time to to get in all these storylines. We'll get into it a little bit with Will Miles on Monday. You know, a lot comes from this game. We'll get together. Do some more big picture thoughts, but we got all off season. <laughs> Let's try and enjoy the holidays a bit. <sighs> but yeah, I know Gator fans. Two years of this is not great. And some excitement in year one for a brand new head coach. The big win to start the season versus Utah. You felt really good there. And then that would not be an indication of the season. And I guess we could do that big picture as well. Game one, beating Utah was not an indication of how this season was going to go. 
season one does not have to be an indication of where Billy Napier's career at Florida goes. But all right, that would do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. As Oregon State beats Florida 30-3 in the Las Vegas Bowl, that will do it for the season. Billy Napier's first season at 6-7. and seven. And still a lot of questions out there. I'm your host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. Everybody, hey, thank you so much for taking part week in and week out with us right here on Gators Breakdown. Many of you, I see the chat uh, right there with me each and every week. Watching these, watching these episodes, watching these um, reviews. Not many of them have been pretty this year. But man, everybody, thank you so much. All season. Another season in the books. And this has been, what, season 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Season 7 right here of Gators Breakdown. And many of you, many of you, been along the ride the whole way. We did it again this season. Hopefully some bigger things for Gators Breakdown coming up as we'll turn the calendar from 22 to 23. But everybody, once again, thank you. Thank you so much for hopping in here, all the interaction, all the conversation, week in, week out, right here on Gators Breakdown. That'll do it for this episode, guys. I will check you out later.